Yeah. All right. Well, let's like just do the intro. Rombros, we're back. Uh, we got our listeners, Rombros, because according to data, we have a hundred percent met audience from the age of thirty-five to forty-five. Wow. It's not scary at all. There are Rombros. They're coming to us live from their parents' basement, yeah, and we love yeah. them, our loyal yeah. fan base. We got an extra special treat for you boys this week. Martin and I have on the the one of the best DC comics in the city. She's um she was just in the North Carolina Comedy Festival. You can see her all over. You can see her at the DC Improv. Sandy Benton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we are discussing Twilight this week. And- um, and he's the, also the Twilight expert. She's a really big fan of the series and knows a lot. So that's also why we're like, well, if we're doing Twilight, we definitely get to have Sandy on. I've been wanting to do Twilight for a while with Sandy. Um, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been in the works for a little bit. And now... It's October, so it's like you know the season for vampires and all you know everything. So it makes sense. I would argue that every season, every is really, <laughs> but this is appropriate. Every day is a great day to every watch vampires. So Sandy, I have to ask you, what is your background with the Twilight? I guess franchise. Did you read no. the book as soon as it came out? Like. What? Uh, I did not. Okay. I, I well, I didn't mean to jump on your question. I'm sorry. I got too excited. No, you know. Um, go ahead and go. Let's go ahead and answer. Yeah. So okay. Uh no, I thought Twilight was very stupid when it came out. I had a real attitude about it, a real chip on my shoulder. Uh, and I had a friend who uh was very pushy about how much I would like it. And I think eventually I was like, okay, let's see. Uh, she was pretty reliable about that stuff, but I think by that point, like Twilight the movie had come out. Oh, really? Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. I held up for a while. So um, you kind of had you had kind of an unorthodox journey to becoming like a Twilight. Truly, I did. It was. It was really the kind of the reverse. Yeah. yeah, I feel like most people. They're like, oh yeah, I really liked it. Now I'm kind of embarrassed, but like you. Nope. I was embarrassed and now I love it and <laughs> um still a little embarrassed but not really okay because everyone else is dumb I also didn't see the movie first I read the books first Same. And I, I believe I was in college when my senior year of college when I read them oh, okay really I read like the book for this I, I read the first book for this episode yeah, I read um Sandy's book. I was very excited you were reading it. Wait, Jenny, what's what's your background? Sorry, here? Yeah, yeah. Also, I'm my background talk- with Twilight. Right, this is too bright. I'm sorry. Okay. My background with Twilight is that um like I was I was in middle school, I think, when I read um yeah I was in middle school when I read the first one I don't I didn't read it right when it came out though 
like it'd been out for a little bit like the library had it by the time I read it and so um I read it and then I remember telling people I just read the most amazing book like you have to read it it's called Twilight like I read it and I was like yes so I don't think I knew maybe like a lot of fanfare hadn't been built up yet but I don't know I like it was definitely a thing and it had definitely been out for a little bit so I read Twilight I think when I read it I think New Moon was already out maybe I think I could immediately get the second one um so I read that and then this is when it gets embarrassing so the next one I like pre-ordered paid like $50 like yeah like had it overnighted to like my house and then when the next one from Edward's perspective came out Midnight Sun uh, the recent release it came out in 2020 yeah I think you said it was recent. I yeah. Believe. Yeah, I like read that for like old time's sake. Now there's right. also the Library of Congress. What's that? But what's that story sent you that you can read in the Library of Congress? So it's rumored, according to TikTok, you can uh, find, I think it was. It was Caitlin who sent this to me, actually. You can find Forever Dawn, which is the initial sequel to Twilight. And it is essentially Twilight skipping the events of New Moon and Eclipse straight into Breaking Dawn. Uh, I've heard it's not great, but it is the Library of Congress. I think you can pay like $200. You have to read it there. And it's, uh, I think I'm going to do it. Like, was this like her, her first draft or something? Yeah, I think it was like the first because it wasn't initially supposed to be a four book thing. So I think it was the initial version of that. And because she wanted to copyright the story, she had there's it's available there. You know what you should do? You know that like Washington Post like date lab thing? Yeah. You should apply to be on date lab and say your dream date is for a guy to take you to like read that the library of congress and see if they'll like pay for it oh my god that'd be amazing do you get him to like shut up the entire time while i read oh yeah (laughs) yeah and then you can like take photo like i don't know that would be so interesting Mm -hmm. i feel like they only send people to restaurants but they like have a they give you like a budget i don't know that'd be really funny i would totally do that or just like if you can find someone to pay for you to go do that to like write a story or something, you should for real pitch that somewhere or something. I don't know. I would. It's not a bad idea. I you like should that. like try and pitch that because like that's kind of funny. Like local comedian and like Twilight for like pay like pay to send her to like the Library of Congress to like read this like. No. And then Dude, you write, this is a great write, idea. Like, well, yeah. yeah, and then you write like a little piece yeah. about it or something. Your, your review of it. And yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try to do that. Yeah. 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 I like that. Oh, that's wild. So, like, 
so it's like the first draft like what i'm confused as to why does it skip the events and all of those and go straight to the other i think it was when she because she initially wrote twilight for herself and i think only gave it to her sister which i like it's nice but i think it's like creepier somehow like i feel like this is a weird book to write and then give to your sister and be like that's it because it's a very i don't know everybody's like it, it just seems like a weirdly it's like i mean which is like of the same genre and they are connected based off uh, like shades. it'd be like giving 50 shades of gray to like yes like it's like the same thing right it's like i wrote this like deeply um like vaguely sexual like sexual thing. About yeah yeah i think that's I, the weirdest part right like i wrote this book sexualizing these teens and like now here you go you can like read the innermost thoughts of like your sister like what i would be like what the fuck if <gasps> too it would be really uncomfortable and like i don't know that if you write a young adult book with the intention oh i'm writing a young adult book i'm publishing this for like young adults that's one thing but this was like i guess based off a dream she had yeah i like watched a video about that yeah yeah it always so i have this friend who um like years ago this like guy who had interned on the hill wrote like a novel about loosely based off his experiences on the hill and he asked like this group of acquaintances if they would like read and give feedback on the first draft of his novel and my friend agreed and she like didn't know this guy very well and he sent it to like like five or six people and then she gets the first draft and it's just like this deeply pornographic like Mm -hmm bad sex scenes whatever it's like 50 shades of gray but for like interns on the hill and this is like this is just this thing this like person wrote and he was like yeah will you read it and give me feedback yeah well i wonder read that though that sounds way more interesting that might be like a thing for him like which is so weird but i i knew this guy in college who like he I barely knew him and he like messaged me one day and he said yeah so anyway I make uh porn but I make it with my friends <laughs> like he Dude, just it. that guy is cool man what a friend group I you really did go to art school like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, art school thing to happen yeah. it, it was but I didn't know him from any of my classes I'm not even entirely sure he went to the school I <laughs> met him at a Denny's one like really late night and we talked for a bit but then like I think he kept bringing up this porn friend thing not asking me to do it just like that was a thing he did this to me that's the same vibe as this guy as Hill guy being like please read yeah this porn I wrote about working on the hill which is I don't know who would want to read that but Wow, I don't either. I've always inspired to be a bored out uh, screenwriter. So, you know, <laughs> I'll let you guys read some of my stuff. If you send me a thing that you wrote without warning and it's just a bunch of porn, I will be so mad. 
Dude, you send that shit to Phil and Charlie. I don't want to see that shit. I don't think they would have read love it. Either. No, I don't think well, they read it either. They'll send it to other people, but they probably won't read it themselves. <laughs> yeah. They'll no, forward it. I haven't written that, okay? That was a joke. Come on, guys. I said I inspired to be. I didn't say I was. like. You well, know. if you aspire to be, then... You better start doing it. No, no. Better stop writing. No, I think it's no. It was uh, when my when I told my friend about it, he let me know how weird that was. That I was like, "Hey guys, I wrote my own porn," and then I was like, "Yeah, I guess you're right. That's weird. Weird. That's so weird." Um, but Twilight okay. goes another step farther, where it's like. Mormon porn well, and with high schoolers. Porn. Yeah. Which is creepy. Was there anything else like steamy you read in like your youth? And by youth, I mean like middle school, high school, college. I mean, I think. Did you also, did you like, did you like Fifty Shades of Grey when it came out? I did not read Fifty Shades of Grey. Have you ever read it? Mm-mm. Did you watch Never. it? Uh, I watched the first one. Um, I, you know, it was all right. It seemed crappy, but the guy's really hot. Like, you know, that part. It's nice. funny because when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, someone else came to me and they were like, I just read this book. It's the best book I've ever read. You're going to love it. It's called Fifty Shades of Grey. Did you love it? I mean, I was like, oh, this is very, like, interesting. I was, like, very, um, I wasn't, like, innocent, but I was like, oh, wow, like, this is, when all you've been, all you really know is, like, vanilla and then you read this like i didn't know anything about like kink yeah like whatever but then of course i quickly learned oh like the kink community is mad because this book is like portraying it in a bad light and whatever but anyway um so i have to ask sandy you Mm -hmm. love like twilight the book um like do you think the movie so like I like I liked the book when I saw the movie I could not like get through it really so I love the movies but they are terrible I they're they're, I think objectively awful um I feel like New Moon kind of gets it right I feel like Chris White the director of New Moon he really he seems to understand the like book to movie young adult franchise vibe I feel like he did he did pretty well. Um uh but even then, like it's they're not good, but I've watched, I watched it trying out. sorry. Oh, Go no, ahead. I like watch it trying to figure out like what is the worst part. You know what I mean? Is it like the writing? Is it because I it's like I guess it's the writing, but 
I mean, the acting seems so bad, but then I'm watching it and I'm like, is it the writing? But also, I think the music is a crime. Like, oh, you know, actually, what? Uh, uh, the the uh, Robert Bazin has his own song in the first movie. Really? Yeah, it plays in the film. There's um there's a great video, like a YouTube video, where someone's just cut together like all the interviews he's done. And it's like Robert Pattinson like hates Twilight so much because yeah. he's like, yeah, it's really good. If you watch yeah. the first movie with the commentary, uh, would highly recommend. It is like watching Robert Pattinson do the riff tracks for Twilight, and it's he's, he's pretty funny. Like it's pretty good. Uh, it made me like him a lot more because yeah. I don't like much about him. Um, oh yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Arpad fan. He's. I was like, at least he's like self-aware, you know? Because yeah. sometimes there are people and they're like in these bad movies, and then they go on like late night and they like have to act like it's a good film, you know? But he goes on there and he's like, yeah, I can't wait to be done with this. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, there, there were, was... I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, he called Stephanie Meyer a mad person. Like, she must be mad for writing all this. Yeah. She, yeah, I, there's a couple things about, um, I don't know, I guess the way the movies got made. Like, I, I guess Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart didn't know that Twilight was this big thing. They thought they were making like an, an indie. indie vampire movie. Yeah. And then until they went to Comic-Con before it got released and it was this whole thing, which feels like that can't be true. I feel like you, you got to know about it. But I thought, uh, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Like it, they both as actors seem like interesting people but like the source material is well i love it very much it is just terrible it's very bad um and had another thing i don't remember but never mind well okay well i feel uh feel in the the compare because i did read the book now uh Comparing the book to the movie, I feel like they, uh, they, I mean, you know, there's a, it's like a 500 page book, which is also a crime. Uh, but, uh, they really progress faster at the movie. So there isn't as much, uh, character development between Bella. Well, first of all, Bella and Edward both are way more interesting in the book. The book Bella has more of a personality. You sing with Edward. And at the movies, we're both kind of dull people. And then they progress everything kind of quick. Because it's a movie that, I don't know, it feels like the relationship doesn't really get built that much. So when she's all like, oh, why are you not talking to me? You know, you're not, you're ignoring me. I was like, well, you guys barely know each other anyway. So I kind of didn't really uh, feel anything for their relationship in the movie it was not interested in either character uh movie version i would i would agree with that like if they 
they've skipped out like on a whole bunch of them yeah getting to know each other stuff which made all of it even weirder and then uh jenny you said you read midnight sun what did you think of midnight sun um like i feel like by the time i read it i don't know it was just like one of those things where i'm like i don't actually care about edward's perspective and i realized like reading it, i was like i actually like not knowing what he's thinking like i prefer to not know what he's thinking because it, like it ruins some of the illusion the mystery you know yeah because it's like i like to like read something I like just having the original perspective as it was intended. You know what I mean? Like then it's like I can project whatever I want to onto this fantasy. And then it's like reading it. It's like, oh, I don't want to know. Or actually, yeah. And it takes like some of the purpose away from reading a book about a character that I already know, you know, I don't know. It drives me crazy. Um, it drives me crazy the way like game of thrones is like set up like that too you know what i mean from like i don't really love that type of storytelling from like different perspectives like i'm like just give me the point of view from like the main character and then i can judge everyone else based off of what's happening to them i don't know yeah also not sorry game of thrones like that or other bugs also can be confusing when it's each chapter is like a different point of yeah view. like this is different obviously because it's yeah. just like a late release of like yeah, a yeah. book from a different perspective like not a lot of other things do that but yeah i i don't know i yeah i was like i could have lived without this but i just did it for like i read this for like old time's sake yeah nostalgia i yeah. I really liked it. I hadn't read Twilight in like a while. Like I like was real into it in like 2009. And there was a long period where I just like, I, yeah, I was like, oh, that was nice. Then when Midnight Sun came out, I read that and then reread all of them. And I feel like if it's your, uh, your comfort reads. And my comfort read. It's also this came out. In 2020, like in like yeah, late summer time. of 2020, so it like I read this like during like one of the worst times like ever, right? And like it was kind of nice to just have that like, oh, I'm reverting back to like a better, a yeah, better, a more that. secure time. So I like that. Yeah, it was. I I was also. I don't know. I guess this is a lot for the pod. So here, here you go. Oh, don't, worry, don't worry about that. But yeah. I, uh, I read it while I was uh, in withdrawal from Clonopin. Nice. And I, which, okay, so Perfect. I have, I have yeah. a lot of theories about Stephanie Meyer's style type, Um okay. because all of Edward's book reads like an addict, which is uh which I really appreciated going into it. And all of Bella's point of view reads like someone who comes from an alcoholic home. Mm. And I just, I have 
I haven't looked into it much, but I have a lot of theories about Stephanie Meyer's initial home life. I feel like well, she's born in, so yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, uh, you know, good. Uh, I don't know, you know, Mormons have very strict uh, rules or whatnot, but yeah, I'm, I'm not saying they. You can't come from a broken Mormon home. I mean, it could also be like, and if I well, I guess she stayed Mormon, right? I think she's still like, Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. 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 I feel like if you like grow up with a very strict religion, too, it can, like they say, it can have a similar effect. Like if one of your parents was an alcoholic, like it, it can be the same kind of thing. If like certain circumstances were there, were like you kind of have similar qualities to someone like if your parents are like really super sick or if they're um I don't remember remember all of them read a different book about this but it's like a whole list of things uh and one of them is if they're like really really strictly religious um yeah, but if she's seen the religion which she did it that seems like it'd be a different yeah, it's all a trauma, you know. That's what it comes <laughs> It does feel like the ways in which the characters interact. It's like this is someone that has attachment, like born out of trauma. Yes, which is why I really, really oh, like it. Sweet Santa, we're like, you know, yeah. But, it is well, like the whole thing. I think I even talked talked with someone about this, like, uh the whole story is essentially like the dream story for like someone who grew up with like either alcoholism or whatever in the family uh because it's literally someone coming to save you and noticing that you're special when nothing else happened and then they take you out of your life and you live with them and they protect you forever and they see who you are and that's like but you don't have to make any choices yourself. You don't have to like. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. I think. Yeah, I think I want that actually. You know, an interesting fact about Stephanie Meyer I learned is that she was a National Merit Scholar, which I think hey. is hilarious because this is like horribly written. It, it, it isn't. It isn't though. It's like. Right? It isn't, it isn't. Like, it's like, it is, but it's like some people are good at just like writing for like I'm a really trash. specific audience. Yeah, it is for specific audience. I can say that from reading it yesterday, but. And it's like, who's right? You know, like the person who writes this like heady niche thing that's like only appreciated by this like select group of intellectuals. Or somebody like this who like writes something that tons of people like and then like makes a ton of money off of it. You know what I mean? I'm a little yeah. bit intellectual. I don't know about people you. People are connecting to something here in like a pretty strong way. Yeah, yeah, it's like a yeah, whether if it's dumb. like romance or That's escapism. People are not That's smart. That's why people are stupid. That's why. No, there's it's something for dumb in people. It. There's something in it, and I think. I think this one may have come, come from Caitlin too, because Caitlin and I uh, have had a lot of 
conversations about Twilight because while she is not a major Twilight fan, I think she was doing initially like an academic reading of them. So we've gone into it a bit about Twilight and uh, we were talking about how, like what about it was actually good because something has to be, something's working. And I think she'd brought up that it was like the characters, like the fleshing out of the characters, like you kind of know who they are. And I not think Stephanie Meyer is the Donald Trump for like misunderstood suburban white girls. Like she is their like Donald Trump. Like she gets oh. how to talk to them in a way that brings out the like the worst of them, you know, their worst impulses, and then they go like buy more of her books. You know? That's that's yeah. interesting analogy, you know. I don't think. Because it's like, I feel like at that age, you feel so trapped and your world feels so small, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. You don't realize how big the world is. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, of course you want this, like, I think the funniest part of this movie is, like, him running really fast. That's the stupidest. Yeah. Yeah, The speed of the vampires is pretty dumb. Yeah. And then... Uh, I don't think we, I don't think the world was asking for vampire baseball. I don't know why that, <laughs> I don't know why baseball was inserted in the narrative, but I, they could have just been hanging out. I don't know why they needed to have uh, the vampires be into baseball for some reason. This scene is so long. This scene is so long in the movie. It is so long in the book. The book goes detailed into baseball for no reason. It's describing all the individual plays, which is stupid. Also, in the movie, there's a moment where Carlisle goes to Rosalie, who looks mad, and says, nice kitty, which I think is the creepiest thing. And it like every time I see it, I have to pretend like that didn't just happen. That's really, yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh the 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 dumbest part. It's the running, the baseball, and Jacob's wig. All three are actually the uh, worst parts of the film. Yeah, uh, his wig is atrocious. They want to make him look like Native American, so like, oh, have this really long hair that'll make you look more uh like. Yeah, that's probably one of the more offensive things, like, yeah, yeah. movie that have not aged well. Yeah, and I it's weird how, like, Le- yeah, like, like she meets Jacob in the book or whatever, and they go for a walk, and he just tells her this, like, native lore, you know, legends or whatnot. And then Bella just is like, oh, yeah, I guess and she just runs with it. She's like, oh, this all must be, yeah, I guess. I guess Edward's a vampire. I guess, yeah, from these ancient folk tales you told me. Yeah, I guess it all makes sense. And she immediately like went to like a Native American bookstore and like yeah. found the he, exact he perfect book. She was like, I gotta get this from a Native American, but I can't go to the library. I have to search this. Yeah, she out. skipped over the Amazon link in the. Yeah. In the yeah. in the movie, the little like Google yeah. search yeah. montage, she yeah. skips over me ordering it from Barnes and Noble or anything <laughs> and goes straight to here is the, the shop that's an hour away. Yeah. yeah, she yeah, yeah. She made sure she got it from 
the sores. But then, I don't, yeah, there's lots of other stuff about Bella, right? Like, like she, she's always, at least in the movie, yeah, even in the book, it's like right when Edward saves her from the car, she's so like focused on him getting there fast. Like the fact she's not dead, she doesn't care about, it. she never thanked him. She was like so persistent, like, wait, how'd she do that? It wasn't like, oh, <laughs> thank you for saving my life. Bella's a bitch, man. Like, in a lot of it, like, it, I feel like the whole series, we're supposed to see her as this, like, really kind, caring person. And, like, half the time, she's just kind of a con. Like, I, <laughs> I like, a wow, little I didn't bit. Like that from you, Sandy. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like she's a good character study on the way, like, anxiety makes people, like, self centered. Right. <gasps> Yeah. I think, and that's like probably reading too deep into it but it's like anxiety makes people like very self-centered because they're just thinking about like how people like relate to them and that's like kind of how she is like the whole time and that's like giving her probably too much credit to be like oh I just diagnosed Bella Swan with like anxiety but I mean like that's like I don't know. That's like kind of how she is. She's like very like worried all the time. And it's all about how um, she perceives Edward and like relation to her, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't know anything about the inside. <laughs> she is so obsessed in that way. But I, the thing that, and and you know like Kyle was that's too strong I think I think she is like a good person character but like the way she treats anyone who's not Edward I think is kind of rough like the way she yeah. treats everyone at the high school is like weirdly mean and it's all those kids in high school I wanted I, this book when I read this book and how I thought this series was gonna go what I thought it was going to be like Tuck Everlasting where she like has this romance and then she like leaves and like goes on to just like have a normal life. Spoiler for Tuck Everlasting. Yeah, spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert for I've Tuck been, Everlasting. Wow. Well, I've been left on, on the bed. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed and I think that's why she's crying. What? Yeah, sorry everyone who hasn't read sorry. Talk About Asking, which was released in 1975. Um, movie came out in like 2001. Okay. Oh, can we see Bever? Where's Bever? We can see his tail. Oh, there he is. All right, come on, come on. Good more dog break. Dog break. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, um. Well, so I guess I, you know, only read the first book. I only watched the first movie. I'm not. I've not uh, uh, proceeded any further yet. But I but guess. But you can. I. I. I, I do. I. You have I, all of them, Sandy. I do, yes. I, I do have access to all these books. 
very easily. So I just don't know, like, how how is her, how is, like, we don't really meet Jacob at the first one. He seems like a nice guy. So, like, how is Jacob in the in Bella's relationship, I guess, in the next book? And, like, as the series goes on, like, how how is he different from Edward? Jacob's uh, initially much better, becomes problematic, becomes a little, like, um, the friend who feels he's a little bit owed more affection. There's a whole... Yes. Yeah, he's like, he's like a nice guy or whatever. Is it one? He's like things. a like, like he starts as an guy. actual nice guy and becomes a nice guy. Like who's okay. you know, like you love me and you won't let yourself admit it, kind of thing. The, you know, it seems like a very wrong bro type guy. This kind of seems yeah. like wrong bro. That really does. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like that category of male the that's rife in like the 90s and early aughts like mm-hmm. like where it's like the nice guy and then he's like mad that like the girl doesn't like him because no yeah and it's like no friend owes you more than that <laughs> like yeah you know uh, I guess yeah, apparently, uh, well, you know, the actor Taylor Lautner, he, you know, I'm sure he's the nice guy I've heard what was in Taylor Swift's Back to December, written about him. I think you told me that, Sandy. Right? I did, and I loved how excited you got when I said it. it was you seemed cool. real pumped in the moment, which is nice. Yeah, I didn't know if that was written about him, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. So... And Rumored, that, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but they did date. It was for a pretty brief period. If you listen well, to lyrics of Back to December, it sounds like that would be a Taylor Lautner thing. Yeah, it's not, you know, now when I, I read the book or I watch the movie, it's like, I'm going back to December, you know, I'm going back to that time where, like that. you know, I was in a good place reading this book and watching the movie just like that yeah but uh um jenny did i tell you i went on i didn't go there for this reason but when i i went to portland back in march and the first twilight movie was filmed all around portland i knew you did like some sort of twilight tour while you were there oh, her they did not have an official tour yeah, yeah this is he's standing oh oh this is like a self-created yeah, yeah, oh it's yeah. self-created tour however i kept running into Beautiful. i made friends on it because nice. we kept going to the same sites around the same time nice and uh came pals um yeah, definitely a big fan base, though. You guys, what do you call Twilight fans? Like, what, what do you guys call uh, So I don't, I mean, I don't call myself name? anything because it seems very sad. And generally, but, even though I get pumped talking about it, I'm, but, I'm embarrassed about this, but Twihards is the term. Twihards, oh, I love that. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Oh, you should go to you guys. You should go to Phoenix Snags because Bella loves Phoenix. She talks about Phoenix all the time. I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. Phoenix blows. You've been to Phoenix. I don't think I've been to Phoenix. My I, my brother and my sister in law. Oh, that's right. Been Phoenix. So I love them. I love going to see them. Let's talk about Phoenix. Yeah, what, 
Do you hate? I, do you hate I think I. I think I hate the desert. Yeah. So I, I think like I love the desert. I really I miss there being a bunch of trees around. I oh. it bums me out. Something about it. Now, like Arizona, they don't do uh, daylight savings time. I believe. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, when I this funny story when I went I went through Grand Canyon uh, when I was in Vegas. Like I like. I went on, like, a bus took us down there, and they, like, dropped us off. You can walk along the Grand Canyon for, like, a mile, and you end up at the visitor center. He was like, okay, get there by, like, 4.30, or, like, I'll, he said, I'll leave you. He probably wouldn't leave us, but I got really scared of that. So, anyway, I looked at my clock, and it was, like, 4 o'clock. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta make it. I saw a mile left. So, like, I just fucking, like, booked ass there. I couldn't find the bus anywhere. And I was like, oh, shit, they left me. And then I talked to the park ranger. He was like, oh, no, it's it's uh, it's 3.30 because I had no service. So my 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 phone and my watch didn't reset itself. So it, I I, uh, I really ruined, uh, I, I waste, I, I waste, uh, I spent up a lot of time at, at the Grand Canyon thinking, I was gonna miss my bus because oh no because it's it's like yeah because it's you think they'd be in the t- same time zone which they are but when it's not uh, daylight savings time they're actually an hour behind so I I didn't know I'm that. saying like be careful when you go to Arizona okay you could you could really uh, mess up your schedule that's good advice that's good advice. That's good advice. Thank you. Yeah, and then I met some lady on that Grand Canyon tour. And she was really nice to me, and then she was like, "Oh," and then she said, "Oh yeah, I talked to Jesus last night." And I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> I always attract those people, you know. Whenever somebody's nice to me, they end up talking to God or you know want to like pray for me or something. I don't know why I attract such characters." I wouldn't care for it if a stranger came out to me and said, can I pray for you? I feel like oh, it's people like... Yeah, it hasn't happened in a while, but it definitely has so offensive. Yeah, I haven't yeah, had... It kind of is. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a while, but I definitely have had that happen, and it, it's also really awkward when, like, I don't know, if they're just, like, putting their hands on you. Like, if someone did that to you while I was with you, I would I flip out. Then I would fucking flip out, Martin. Yeah. Wow. When I say I haven't lost my temper in a long time, then I would fucking lose it. Oh, yeah. That's that what I. We talked about in the last episode how apparently I have a temper, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Do. You do. You do. You gotta, you gotta write. Yeah, right. There it is. There's a sneak peek. And then Martin tried to tell me he was like, "You've yelled at me," and I was like, "When have I yelled at you?" And I, and then he like named a situation. I was like, "That wasn't yelling. That was telling you not to do something." Like I said something. And he was like, "Oh, well, it's the same thing if you like talk in a stern voice." I was like, "No, it's not, Martin." You know what? To some people, it is. You know, to some people. It you know it has the same feeling as 
being yelled at, you know, for so I, I mean, I get that one. I feel that way too in general, but I, I'm imagining this and I would imagine Jenny was not yelling at you. Like, right. well, yeah, yeah, but you did yell at Phil. <laughs> okay. You weren't even there. Okay. <laughs> I was there and I am here to tell you it was harrowing. No, it wasn't. Okay. It yeah, was very everyone. Scary. Yeah, they're eyewitnesses. I feel like I was there. I was concerned you had a weapon. You okay. came in. Okay, don't don't put that on me. Don't don't oh bring in God. a weapon. Okay, come no on. No weapon. I, no weapon. Okay. You know, That's actually, I actually, you know what? I did have a weapon. Uh my my arms. They're, you know, that's well, see, all right. Well then you admit it. <laughs> okay. It was that. that was you yelling. That was you right. made a scene. No, I did not. No, I know. I, I don't know. I just, I guess, I get really. You can't decide whether you make the make a scene or not, Martin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. All right. You know what? I talked to my therapist about it, and she, you know, we're aware. It's mostly when driving, you know, and maybe, yeah, maybe you know, my dad may have a short temper. Maybe that's where it comes from. But I will say, I will say, I used to get upset with my dad like yelled when driving but now when i drive i get it like i understand why <laughs> he got so mad while driving i understand that part yeah you were driving though i know but i'm saying <laughs> now that when, i'm saying now <laughs> when i do drive and i get real upset i understand why he got so upset when driving because <laughs> like i think i actually think we should add we get a license we should add a uh, a comp like how competent you are as a person. I think that really. What kind uh, of like, questions measure that? You take the SAT again, okay? We take the we take a written test. So you think that the best drivers are the ones who score the best on the SAT? I no, tell you, I don't think so. Okay, maybe not the SAT was a bad example, but. The point is, most drivers are stupid assholes who don't know what they're doing. And all you have to do is just, you know, go fast and we'll all be good. Martin, I've ridden in a car with you and you're That's also a bad, bad driver. You are a bad driver. Okay, whatever. Okay, Sandy. I am too. Sandy are you ran over, ran over a cur several curves. Yeah, first of all, that's what yeah, we're not for. talking that's about Sandy's driving or Sandy's uh, like temper. What, is, have, what does is Sandy right? driving over a curb have to do with any of those? Uh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't this negate my, you being a bad driver. Is this my temper? Am I doing it now? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I we had one. A, I think that's a you question. Okay. Yeah, we, we can't answer one. that, Martin. Only you can answer that. <laughs> Yeah, I will yeah. say that your your test idea is flawed. I test pretty well, and I will say that well, as not, a driver, I am one of the. I'm pretty bad. It's pretty well, rough. I did well. I don't know. I just you get well, road rage that, in the car with me because you you do everything. You do the exact opposite of what I would do. Like everything, I'm like I would have gotten that later, but it's okay. I. I, I, you know, I appreciate it that you drive me around sometimes. Right, so there we, we go. I've, I've come to terms with it, but 
yeah, maybe the first time I was I've, like, I've come to terms with that I am the one who's driving every time we go somewhere together. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. But I've driven, <laughs> I've driven a lot, right? I've, I've been like, gotcha, sand, 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 sand. Yeah. Although I will say you, you've driven me to the airport. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well. I don't know, maybe I, I, I'd I really do, if I really let more rage, I, you don't know how much rage I keep inside, though. If you if I really let it all out, it would be... A tragedy? You know, yeah, it would be a tragedy, okay. But anyway, we, yeah, I guess Sandy and people I live with have seen it more than most people have, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, they say the victims, the greatest victims, are always those closest to the perpetrator. Really, you want to see the all the stories are exaggerated too. Okay, all these stories, you guys. Uh, I think I had a reason. Okay, sometimes like you guys do it on purpose. You know, my, I well, I don't say not you. Reason. Yeah, I, I think. Oh yeah, that. I don't provoke on purpose. Yeah, sometimes Kevin yeah. provokes on purpose. I was going to say, I'm sure Kevin provokes yeah, on Kevin. purpose. Yeah, Kevin. That was the first that. time I snapped in this house. That was, yeah. that was, that was that during was the Tom night. and Jerry movie when I was like, yeah. really? Yeah. It, it set the tone for all future snaps. It, yeah. it, it's Tom and Jerry. No, wait, wait what happened? He just, uh, I can't even remember. It's not, I, I it's actually don't remember not, either. Something about the, oh, we wanted to watch the end credits for Tom and Jerry. Which there certainly had been end credits. And it was, and the end credits scene was nothing anyway. It was stupid. It didn't matter. Well, why didn't you let them, why didn't you want to let them watch no, it? We did watch it, but I forgot what it was. But Kevin, I don't remember why you got mad. Kevin kept bugging me about getting there. I was like, you know what? We're not gonna watch it. <laughs> we're not we gonna were watch. having a lovely evening watching a children's movie at the house. Really having the nostalgia about Tom and Jerry it was very wholesome until Martin took a turn. Martin does have the energy of like a dad in one of those like movies from the 60s when like the furnace is broken, you know? Yeah, it's sort of, yeah that's uh, yeah, the Christmas story when I go down. Yeah, you really got that and, kind of energy. Like, yeah, yeah, the like he, he has like an ability to snap just like you. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I probably would be cursing if I had a fix. The furthest or whatnot. Yeah, I understand where that guy is coming from. But also, with that guy in the Christmas story, similar to my dad, too. So, I mean, I know where, where you get it from. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. Uh. <laughs> well, uh, to bring it Thank full you know. circle, Sorry. I would say that Edward has a very intense temper. So, oh. yeah, he's like a mad mad man he is oh. he's got he's got a real like turn out a dime temper so you uh, guys you know also we, I, I, son. you're gonna really identify i i forgive edward if he was ever like shitty or anything because it's like hey he's a vampire like what do you expect him to be like you know like 
but also in the movie, it's so clearly obvious his family are vampires. If they look obviously like like they're vampires, like uh, I'm sure some people had to be like, I think they're they're already weird, you know, already kind of mysterious. I'm sure people have thought that before. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cakey make. Like, it, they're very, very white. Like, it's yeah, they look like yeah. yeah. It's funny when Kristen Stewart is like, "You're so pale and white," and I'm like, "You're so pale and white." It's like funny her pointing that out about like that's why yeah. he's a vampire because it's like okay, they also oh, so in the in the sun, what what happens again? He's like bright. He's like Sparkle. a diamond. So, yeah. Sparkle. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was some of the worst, like, yeah, yeah, yeah well, whatever. Also, speaking of dads, you know, Charlie, the man, dude. Charlie rules. He's Charlie. he's he's kind of the best. Except for, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Here, what? Charlie. What? Got something bad to say about well, Charlie? I if it's what I there are a couple in a cab, but oh, because he's a cop. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I was like, I feel like this is pro cop propaganda. I guess he's a nice, nice guy. Would you say our last movie was pro life propaganda? Yeah, we watched it pro life, but now it's pro cop. Yeah, there's even a line in it that said where someone calls, like says the word fetus and then another character is like say it say it it's a baby and i'm like oh, that's really is that in this movie it's in breaking dawn okay oh yeah she has a baby in breaking dawn okay. a baby. Okay. which is like it's so funny because he says that like say it say it and she's like vampire <laughs> vampire baby vampire baby no in this one she's oh. like he's like say it Say it. I want to hear you say it. Oh yeah, that's right. She was like, "Yeah, yeah vampire." Yeah. And he's it's, like, yeah. it's "Like, what do we eat?" I want you to say it. blood. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, they, 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 it, Edward, it, you and your sick tricks. Yeah, it's kind of But uh, with uh, what is it? Uh, oh, but that with the uh, so apparently with the the baby that happens later. In the series, uh, I do know with that it does end up with Jacob, and I guess Sandy, you told me that Taylor Lautner signed up for a four-film deal before Breaking Dawn came out, so he was not aware that his character was gonna end up marrying uh, Bella's child. Yeah, yeah. As I understand it, I feel like it's not something that no one knew because they signed off in the movies before Breaking Dawn came out. Uh, I think Breaking Dawn came out as Twilight was in the theater. So, real tough break on that one. That's... That was kind of weird. Yeah, that was super fucking weird. Also with the vampires. Oh yeah, sorry Sandy. Oh no, go ahead. Oh. I was going to just go back to the vampires. So it's like, you know, like Edward's like about over 100 years old and he's still going to high school. And it's like, you know, you think like, I think that's why he's a good student because he's been in school for like 100 years. So you think they would 
not go. It's weird that they continue to go to high school. I like, think they would just, yeah. It's one of the biggest holes in the book in terms of like plausibility. Like it doesn't, even with the very, the very flimsy reason they give, which is needing to be start out in a new place super young so they can stay there as long as possible. It's easy enough to homeschool. Why not just say you're weird homeschool? Like there's already like a serious family. That seems easy to like. Yeah, it's certain they're certainly not going to school to like make friends. It's like yeah. why go to the effort of going to school if you're not gonna like Yeah, I don't I don't want to it's also just like go live in like Seattle and exactly. live somewhere where there's not a lot of sun. It's like in Seattle, like you can probably yeah. get away with. Yeah. I, I feel like in a city, less people are going to notice you. Yeah. Big population and then small town, you know? It's like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want, I don't want to take, you know, chemistry again. Like it's kind of take that every few years. Like, uh, um, it must be so boring though you're up all yeah. night too. You're, you're yeah you've been in school hundreds of years wait but like this thing about that do they explain why vampires look like crystals in the light is that what what why um, okay so that's just a vampire thing that if you're a vampire in the light you usually what's usually known is you'll burn to death or whatever but Stephanie Meyer was like, nah, 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 nah. You're, <laughs> you're so you, you know, you're a crystal. Okay, so that's how they made that work, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, she yeah. takes um, she introduces, she softens a lot of vampire stuff and introduces really specific horrific stuff, like uh, in Breaking Dawn, for example. Um, so Bella has the baby, but Edward has to deliver the baby by ripping into her like uh, with his teeth like right. dad has to like he has to get it out and he has to like get into the yeah with because like face first and pulls it out with his teeth uh no i think he has to like get through the hard the you know i don't know is that in the movie? Like the baby shell or whatever. Uh, uh, it oh. is It is in the movie. It's Because right, it's a vampire. It comes in a right. shell. Um, okay, okay. It's so fucked. That's weird. It's, it's weird. It's really weird. I also feel triggered by all the House of Dragons fucking birth scenes I've witnessed. Oh, yeah. The, uh, that new Game of Thrones show in Sandy. Oh. I've never actually, I've only seen the last episode and the first episode. Oh, really? Well, this is we'll the take new... out the violent rape, but you yeah. will have violent birth in this yeah. one. The first episode, and it's uh, pretty, pretty jarring, actually. Uh, there's another, like... There's another birth thing coming up? Yeah, it's not as graphic, but it's yeah. still, like, ugh. Yeah, that's how birth used to be, guys. It used to be... Uh, I mean, terrible. it's still pretty bad, Martin. Yeah, yeah. but I'm saying compared to, I don't know, uh, 1500, I think we've had some advances, but. Yeah, well, yeah. Sure. Uh, the United States also has a really bad maternal mortality yeah. rate, and so, okay. there's still only like two ways for a baby to come out. So it's pretty so, gruesome. You know, it is, you know, I just. 
Martin's like, it is what it is, gals. Yeah. What do you want me to do about it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, uh, yeah, I shared. Uh, I shared my cousin's Facebook status this last episode, and uh, we. Oh really? Yeah, we all enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good The Ron Bros are like, hey, I feel like I wrote that. Yeah, they they could have. I guess uh, he lives with his mom, so similar. But anyhow. He has a cool scorpion tattoo. It's oh, pretty cool. I mean, that is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty I would cool. maybe get a scorpion tattoo. Really? Where? I'm thinking um, of foot. May, no, because then, like, what if I look down and I'm like, oh my god, he's a scorpion. Oh, I need like, like this. Yeah, I feel like I want, I want like a little one. I want it to be okay. the size of like a temporary tattoo I get it. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Charlie, yeah. Charlie, you got a small skull on his arm. Oh. It, looks like, it looks like a temporary tattoo. He got it, uh, you got it in Mexico. That's but, very cool. Yeah, yeah, but, cool. anyway. Uh, so you know, we got we got a lot of different uh male characters in here. Uh, Sandy or Jenny, would you consider being the the hog of the movie, the hot old guy? Who's a who's a <laughs> hot old guy? I mean, a cab, but Charlie. Being Charlie, he's pretty yeah. Same. Same. He's he's the clear answer here. Okay. What about what about what Edward's father? I mean, Carlisle is like old but he's also described as like looking like he's 25 like he's probably oh, 25 young guy oh yeah I guess it doesn't count dude I'm into Phil okay <laughs> I knew you were gonna say Phil you're dude, a big Phil, Phil head dude he's not my type I like want want him a little bit more you know more going on up off there. of the earth you know yeah. I need yeah. you to change a tire. Like that's what I'm going for. Phil can I, Phil can change a tire. Okay. I think that was Martin's first follow up question after the after we watched Twilight. He was like, "So, like, does Phil ever make it to the major leagues?" Yeah, yeah. What happened to Phil, dude? <laughs> I know a lot about minor league baseball. Yeah, does he make it? Is he? Is he good? He sounds like he's not a good player. It sounds like uh, he's struggling. I feel like. I feel like he by, comes into his own a bit. Okay, I feel like, I by, but I feel like by the end of this series, he's no longer a baseball player. I feel like it doesn't work out for Phil. No, I believe he keeps going with it. Oh, he, okay. I, it sounded like he wasn't that good, but good for Phil. You know, he's in the movie like three seconds, right? And he's like. What is he you're like? Hey, let's get going, right? Isn't that like? Uh, I believe it. Uh, hey, I love you both. We got a plane to catch. Oh, okay, that yeah, yeah, that's but but we see him again, right? In the movie, yeah, I thought, we see him I briefly at the wedding. wedding. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, the I wedding. Think, I think that's Phil's last appearance. Actually, I think I think Phil shows up twice. Well, I'm going to write my own book about Phil's perspective. Honestly, I would I love to read do that. It. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, about being, you know what it yeah. would sell. Yeah. Like 
It's and you it's get the go ahead from Stephanie Meyer. Boom, people will buy it. Yeah. People bought. And, I read that stupid the short Second Life of Brie Tanner, which is about a vampire who's in it for about five seconds at the end of a clip. Wasn't good. That's so funny. That's hilarious. It was. I was mad about it. I was mad it existed, but. But fine. Yeah. All right, Martin. Should we have Sandy summarize the movie in a minute? Yeah, yeah. So we end it. Yeah, summarize this. And Amanda and Sandy that just, just the uh you know the first book movie. But if you think you're doing the entire saga, you're welcome to it. But uh, yeah, one minute. You need a timer. I can time me. Yeah, time me. Time me. All right. All right. It, well, I show you it on my screen. It's gonna be backwards, but uh, okay. all right. All right. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. All right, go. Okay. Uh, oh, that's so much pressure seeing up there. Wow. <laughs> oh, I waste so much time. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, a a young gal uh, who has been forced to grow up too early due to an emotionally stunted mother and, quite frankly, a well-meaning but somewhat inept father uh, places all of her hopes and dreams in the arms of a uh, 108-year-old vampire at her high school. Um, and it really just kind of goes all in, goes all in on it. And that's really kind of it. That's the whole thing. And she's immediately accepted by the entire high school. And she says, no, I want the one dude who's being kind of a dick. And then he's like, you know what? You are special. And, uh, and they go to prom. Right. Oh, we did it. Yeah, man. I've always said to the ladies like it when you're treat them like shit, dude. That's that's my approach, you know. I'm just like whatever, whatever, girl, you know, whatever, whatever. Hey, hey, you got hey, you Martin, you're just pandering to the Ron Bros at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you want, your broad? Yeah, this broad over here, you know. You're gonna uh, get a bunch of fan mail for this. Yeah, no, uh, uh, you know, anyway, cool. Yeah, no, good job, Sandy. Yeah, really, they really Thank summarized you. it very well. Thank but yeah, you. I think you know, uh, it, it's a, I guess you know, it's a romantic movie. You know, like we all said, people really connect to it. She sold millions of books. People still go see the sites it was filmed at. So, so it, people out there, this is the most romantic series ever written. Their quick aside here, last one. In visiting these places in Oregon, the cafe that was in the movie, uh, there's a guest book in it. And it, it reading through the guest book of people who visited because of twilight it's people who are on their honeymoon on their wedding anniversary trip on things there there was one thing that said i'm so glad my teenage mother made me read this book so i would imagine the mother was like you know maybe 25 by that point or something it it seemed like a lot uh the movie that's her or the house that's used as her house in the movie 
uh, is an Airbnb and it sells out a year in advance. It's $400 a night in like St. Helens, Oregon, which is just, you know, it's nice enough, but it's not a $400 a night. It's, it's a lot. People are very invested still, which is. Yeah. So good for. Honestly, I think it's so funny. Someone wrote like, I'm so glad my teen mom made me read this book and could just call your mother, you know? It was a weird deal to ask. It went through. Okay. But what it what ending guys? But yeah, thanks Sandy for being on and we thanks, Andy. we all had fun here, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for talking Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Of Honestly, you. we should probably have you on again for yeah. another one. Yeah, yeah. You uh, we'll, love it. Yeah, we'll we'll find something. Uh, but yeah. sounds good. We'll, I love a good rock. I'll, I'll read another book. I'll read. I'll read New Moon eventually. I got. I got a few other things. Martin just becomes the biggest Twilight yeah. fan. I was hoping for it. I mean, we'll see how I feel about it. But I was hoping for it. Anyhow, okay. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, y'all. Any feel better? Let me know if you yeah, can. I feel anything. better. Told you, okay. I like. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Like, I didn't have like much of an appetite, and now I'm like, I want a hoagie. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a hoagie. <laughs> make one. Oh, nice. Yeah. That very takes uh, takes more muscles to frown than to smile. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. That's why I'm always happy. I'm with Ray. Uh, you know, I, you know, yeah, like everybody. In the comedy scene, I might be the Joker. Actually, the Joker, I guess, it's it's gonna be me. (laughs) That laugh is so unnerving every time. And on that note, good night, all. Night, everybody. Bye, you guys. Bye.